Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Helen. And this is the Squiggly Careers podcast. Every week we get together to help you to navigate the ups and downs in your squiggly career, talking about practical ideas for action and tools to try out that we really hope will just leave you with that bit more confidence, clarity and control today, next week and for the rest of your career. <laughs> the long, long road of your career. <laughs> yeah, the long... But that last bit didn't actually sound very motivating, did it? And we'll do a little disclaimer at the start of this podcast. Poor Helen is poorly, and typically we would not record a podcast when Helen isn't feeling great. We think well, you say that. Cold, I think you are, so. you are just forcing me to do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. This. Well, I was like, we can't go into all the ins and outs of why we're having to record now, but we are having to record now. It is a Saturday night. And Helen is ill. So um, please just bear that in mind as you listen, everybody. If you're going for your walk. Actually, we, we actually feel quite good about the episode. We've done quite a lot of preparation for today. So we're, we're feeling just a little bit of empathy confident. for the croakiness. Yeah. <laughs> so we feel confident about the content, but some of the delivery might sound a tad croaky at times. So Helen, what are we talking about today? Which I think feels really unfair to now hand back over to you. We're talking about croaky karma. No, we're talking about career, <laughs> career karma, career karma. Uh, which actually, even though it is Saturday night, and I'm a bit poorly it's something I'm very very passionate about so hopefully that will come through so when we're talking about career karma what we are sort of referencing is this idea of developing the relationships that you need in your career based on what you can give to those people not what you want to get from them and the understanding that we need to sort of build to and we'll talk about some principles in a minute but the understanding is that that actually does give you more back over the long run so you sort of have to just believe in that career karma concept, but it all gets started by thinking about how you can help and what you've got to give people. And we have been talking about this in our workshops for a really long time. We wrote about it in our first book, The Squiggly Career. And I think the way that Sarah and I have built the relationships we have in our career is very, very much on this concept. And there are some really important reasons why career karma is important for your career development so research from people like adam grant proved that the most successful people are givers so they give first they think about what have i got and how can i help and when that is sort of your mantra for how you build relationships you just get more back and that helps to fuel your career success and also it feels nice like even if you don't do it for like oh I know if I help Sarah in a year she might help me like don't do it for that reason it just feels nice that we have so many conversations with people who feel awkward about the idea of networking because it feels like you're asking people 
for things and they don't know you very well and a whole load of confidence gremlins creep in. But if you just take the asking away for a moment and focus on the giving, that actually feels good. It's got a concept, it's called the helper's high. So like our brains like to give. Being a human is all about giving. So it feels nicer as well as it pays back over the long term. And it also helps you to increase your career capital. I think about sort of giving and helping as like a career credit. Like in your squiggly career, when you're moving around and you're squiggling in your company and outside of it, every time you help somebody, it's like you put a career credit in the bank and it sort of accrues interest over time that you can draw on in the future. And all you're trying to do is sort of accumulate that wealth in your career by just giving people, putting credits in your career bank. And I recently went to an event in Wales here in the UK called Do Lectures. It's in barns. It's on like a farm, so a a real life barn. And on the side of one of these barns, they got a brilliant phrase, which was givers get lucky. It sparked that thought again about career karma for me, because I think it's something I've always intuitively believed in almost before I read any of the research, before I've kind of seen other people talk about this. But I do think there are some watch outs that we have to be careful about. And the first thing is that we still need boundaries, otherwise we burn out. So this doesn't mean giving relentlessly, unreservedly, and getting into kind of the territory of being people pleaser. You know, that attitude of I'm going to put everyone else before myself, that doesn't describe, I think, what we're aiming for here when we feel like we're doing a good job of this, of kind of creating career karma. And I think as we go through some of these principles and the ideas for actions, I I hope you'll get a real kind of sense of that. So when you do actually look at the research, you look at Adam Grant's research, he finds that both the most successful and the least successful people in organisations are both givers. And it's sort of, you know, like always, like the nuance and the devils in the detail. It's about being specific about what you've got to give and who you give it to. Otherwise, it's not valued. So this is not about saying yes all the time or kind of doing things for other people without just stopping and thinking about, like, how can I be most useful? I think this is... It's almost quite taking quite a strategic approach, I think, when you start to really consider what does this mean for me in my career? It makes me think of a model that we can bring to life on Pod Plus. Like I can see a sort of scale where at one end you've got you don't give enough and therefore you don't gain over the long term. And at the other end, you've got the I give too much and it's potentially a bit of a drain for you and your energy. But the optimum bit is sort of the bit in the middle, which is hopefully where we're going to help people get to in the episode. So just a few principles to bear in mind. So this is not about give and take. So we're not talking here about immediate reciprocity because I think, again, that can feel uncomfortable and a bit transactional. And I do really like this phrase that Adam Grant uses where he says, it's about giving without keeping score. That summarises exactly what we're trying to describe today. One of the other really interesting things here about doing this well is the relationship between career karma and ego. And so if you've got a really high need for ego reinforcement, you are much more likely to be a taker than a giver. And on face value, that can feel really uncomfortable. And I'm sure everyone listening will be like, oh, well, that's okay, because that's not me. But there is probably still moments that you can think of where maybe you can be more I-focused than we-focused. So this is about collaboration and thinking about the we and not just thinking about kind of you and your profile. There is a brilliant example. I was rereading Adam Grant's book, Give and Take, to prepare for this podcast. And I'd missed it the first time round, or it hadn't stuck, but I think it will this time. They showed two different chief executives. I think it was in like an annual report or something like that. 
both, you know, kind of white men, I think they were in their 50s or 60s, very similar kind of profile headshots. And then they showed those headshots in context. And one company had gone for, um, this guy had got a full page profile picture of him, just him, massive. And then the other one, there was like a tiny little, you know, photo of him kind of top right with then lots of other much more important things about the company. And he was just using that to kind of make that point about going, which one of those people can you imagine being more of a giver? And which one can you imagine being more of a taker? And I was like, oh, to be fair, he then very specifically brought it to life for those two exact individuals. But I was like, that is, it's a small one, but it is quite interesting just thinking about how you show up and kind of what that looks like. Anyway, it stopped me and I thought it was quite memorable. The other thing to say about a really important principle with givers is you absolutely still ask for help. So just because you're a giver doesn't mean that you don't also need help along the way because of course we all do and actually you're more likely to get the help you need as a giver so that's another upside for everybody doing lots of giving and this point probably relates to ego and that the thing we were talking about there which is about being vulnerable so as part of giving you probably will be vulnerable as well because you worry less about protecting your ego and being really certain. So this doesn't mean that you've got to be really definitive the whole time about exactly what you're giving, you know, almost like with some sort of incredible master plan. We do want you to be thoughtful. We want you to be intentional, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that you kind of have to come up with some sort of formula of like exactly who you give to and and when you do that. And, you know, let's not create spreadsheets of like how many times have I given and you know, creating a green box each time that happens. I don't think that's what we're aiming for. But even as I was going through these ideas for actions, I got a sense of, oh, I can see the ones here that I already do well and I've I've kind of learnt to do well over the years. And then I can see somewhere I think, oh, maybe that just hasn't been front of mind for me for a while. And I think I could kind of almost reignite that. So perhaps be thinking about that as we go through. And we thought it would be really nice to think about who are some of the best givers that we know? Just a great opportunity to shout out these people who do this amazingly well. It is a generous thing to do. And it's something that we have definitely both benefited from. So Helen, could people you want to give a shout out to is some of your good givers? Well, I think I've got a bit of recency bias going on because the two people that I'm <laughs> mentioning literally like gave me loads last week. And um, the first one is a lady called Carolyn Vandenberg, who I used to work with at, when I was at Virgin, she worked for this organisation called Golden Gecko that were building the app that we were building. And we sort of reconnected relatively recently, actually. And I've had a couple of lunches with her and it was really funny. So we had a lunch this week and like she literally, she gets a notebook out and she's writing notes of all the things that she basically wants to give to me like an introduction a link that she thinks would be helpful a process like she's literally writing notes of things that and it just because she's she's generous and she's interested and she cares like that is it now what's really interesting you know the point you said earlier about it doesn't have to be reciprocal so she was giving me loads like she literally got her notebook out she was writing <laughs> and I was like I haven't written anything down in return and I was I literally <laughs> felt like she was giving me and I wasn't giving her enough back but I think she's the sort of person she just likes giving she doesn't need and of course I will help her in the future of course I will because I like her and she was so helpful to me and that's the point but it is hard not to feel like oh you're giving me a lot and I'm not doing it in return for you. Mm. Joe, I've actually had a few people say that to me before when I've been helping someone, maybe they're going through a career dilemma. These are usually friends, but I happen to be a helpful friend when it comes to career dilemmas. So, you know, they've rang you, they want to talk to me through with you or they're just saying, would appreciate your perspective on this career interview or something. 
And often those people have said, oh, I feel like you've helped me loads, but I've not helped you. And I think what we forget is that help as high that the person helping you will have just experienced. There is nothing nicer than feeling useful. Like those conversations, if you ask mentors, what's your favorite part of your week? People will always say the moments they are mentoring. And the reason for that is because you're helping someone else and you're feeling useful. So even though it can feel uncomfortable if you sort of feeling like you're on the receiving end of lots of giving I think always trust in that you know you don't need to do it always in that moment and I do think different points in our career we can give different things so you almost like don't put that pressure on yourself to always be able to give in the same way and I think actually when I've been on the other foot one of the most valuable things that you can give back is appreciation in the moment like thank you I'm really grateful for you giving me this time but then almost the impact of that support after the moment you know when someone comes back to you and goes oh thanks so much for that introduction I got in touch with them and dot 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 and so I think sometimes you can give back to a giver in a slightly different way like you don't have to make an introduction for them you just have to let them know the impact of that giving that's a really good idea. We should have included that in the podcast, but now you, now you, okay. now you said it. I actually do remember you talking about that before. That kind of almost like virtuous cycle of like yeah. helping and then going back and saying this was helpful because. Um, so I think that that's a really good extra top tip that isn't an idea for action, but probably could have been. <laughs> a couple of examples that I've got. I always think it's particularly impressive when people give when first of all it's so clear that they don't really have very much to gain. You know when you think there's. I can't see anything in it for them particularly. And even more impressive when they're potentially a competitor. And so I do really remember when we were first developing Squiggly Careers podcast and doing our first book, Squiggly Career, thinking, oh, it'd be amazing if we could talk to Emma Gannon on her podcast. Her podcast has been around for longer than ours, Control, Alt, Delete. You know, she'd already written a few books. She got a really good profile. You know, she developed all of her communities online. And you know, when you think, I do want to ask her, but equally I'm thinking there's loads of reasons she could say no here. There's more reasons to say no than there are to say yes. And she was just so generous and just, she really does take this approach of there is room for everyone. We can all collaborate and we'll sort of all be better because of it. It just sort of always stood out to me as that sort of first moment. And then to go beyond that, where actually the first time she interviewed me, she interviewed me for so long and she's such a good interviewer. First of all, I ended up sharing loads of stuff that I hadn't anticipated <laughs> talking about. She really kind of got me at one of those kind of quite vulnerable moments. And then she put out two podcasts. So, you know, she sort of went even further than she sort of needed to, to support us. And that is just Emma. I think that is just how Emma shows up, which I really appreciate. And again, for somebody like Mary Portis, I remember sending an email to Mary Portis asking her to endorse You Coach You, our more recent book, and thinking again, it's not very likely. You know, you're like, she'll have four million things to do. No reason to respond to this email. I can understand why this would not be top of her list. But first of all, she responded quickly. She was really happy to help. And she's always been a really big advocate of, you know, women supporting women and men supporting women. And then I just felt like she was very consistent with those things that she says. And first of all, that always reassures me when people, there's, there's no say do gap, you know, that people are what they say. And again, I just think when people just take the time, the Mary Porter's one is quite different to Emma because we have got to know Emma now. And yeah, I, I would call Emma kind of, you know, a, a friend or a collaborator from time to time. I don't know her really well, but we've certainly spent time, quite a lot of time together in the past couple of years. 
Whereas I think what Mary Portis did for us is what Adam Grant would describe as the quick help, the five minute favour, which is one of the things that we're going to talk about. And it shows how you can give in a very sort of short and specific way. And that is equally as useful as what Emma has done, which is, you know, you've given continuously and you've collaborated and it's gone. That giving has gone much further. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. So we've got five ideas for action for you today. Got a bit carried away with all the different (laughs) ideas. And I think as Helen, probably, I hope it's clear from what we're talking about, we're both quite passionate about this because I think it has helped us. And I hope we both do this, at least some of these things, well ourselves. It might actually be interesting as we go through, Helen, perhaps you and I can think about which one of these do we think we do really well and what would our even better if be. So our idea for action one is career karma questions. So this is almost related to the point that Helen talked about when she met Caroline, is when you meet people, questions to have top of mind. And the more you dive into this idea of giving, you realise that people almost have sort of two or three go-to questions because they want to give. And they've almost just practised those. And so every time they chat to someone, they're like, right, I've sort of got a, this is what I want to say to this person because I know that that will help me to give. So some examples of what they might sound like. We've sort of done a a bit of a list for you. How can I help you? So really specific, very to the point. What support do you need most at the moment? So you're sort of trying to make it quite timely, quite timely and relevant. Who would be useful for me to introduce you to? So you're being generous with your connections, with the network that you've got. What do you think about dot, dot, dot? And I was reading about this one. So this is the idea of if you have got something you think could be useful. So let's say Helen talked to me and I think I have got the answer. I have done this before. I can give you some really good advice. And actually, I can imagine getting this wrong. I can imagine saying, oh, yeah, I've been there. Our company was like that a couple of years ago. This is what we did. And it worked really well. So you're quite definitive in what you're giving. Actually, when you get into it, that's not as helpful as to almost suggest or prompt what the research found is 
if you're too definitive, it almost feels like you're telling, which I, I sort of get. I like, oh, I'm telling you the answer. And also it's more ego driven, right? And I was like, oh yeah, this is me and my bloody ego again going, oh, I've got the right answer. Whereas actually, if you're making suggestions, if you're saying, have you considered, and you're sort of talking more in the round, it's more conversational. You're including somebody and someone else can build and kind of co-create almost with you. And that is more of a giving mindset than just, I'm going to give you an answer. So I thought, I thought that was a really helpful nuance to just think about. And the last one, which is less of a question, but I have seen other people use this really effectively, just saying something like, I'm here to listen if that would be helpful. So it's, it's sort of a question, but you're essentially going, well, what I can give you is my time and my ability to listen. I actually had that from somebody this week, Dan Cable, who also a real giver. He was, he was on my list of people who've been very giving without keeping score. And he'd helped us out with something, with a nomination for something this week. I was very grateful. I'd sort of, I'd had gone back as Helen said and said, thank you. And, and why it meant a lot to us. And I'd also told him, oh, I've had quite a difficult week personally. So this has really cheered me up. That's really all I said. He came back to me almost immediately and said, I'm here to listen if it'd be helpful. I almost, I didn't even need him to listen, but even the offer was a giving mindset. And actually I felt better even with him offering. And these career karma questions, I think, think of them both ways, because when other people ask you these questions, let's hope everybody just starts doing this all of the time. So that when you get asked, how can I help you? Make sure you've also got the answers. So today we are really focusing on more you being a giver, but there'll be times as Helen described where someone's helping you. And I have done this before where I have fallen into the nice chat trap and not known the answers to these questions. And then people can't give as a useful way if you've not thought about some of these answers. So I do think they kind of work both ways. So have your two or three career karma questions for when you're meeting people. I also think those questions are really useful when you're in sort of mental mode because you know sometimes you have mental conversations and let's say you're you haven't really mentored much before and sometimes confidence gremlins can creep in like oh is this am I going to be a useful mentor can I am I of any value but actually if you just if you're in mental mode and you start a conversation like it's great to spend some time with you how can I help you today or what would be the most the best thing that I could support you with at the moment then that that gives you that sort of confidence for that conversation and and then again puts you straight into giving because sometimes I think you can get a bit telly sometimes in mental mode. Mm. So idea for action number two is how to figure out what you've got to give. And I would say that this is a real confidence gremlin issue that we see, which is people get the concept of being a giver, but then they sort of second guess themselves a lot and say, but I've not got anything to give. Like I'm not, I've not got, you know, enough experience to help, or I don't know all these things that would be useful to Sarah. So how can I give in a useful way to Sarah? I think the best way for you to figure out what you've got to give is something that we call like the three E framework, because there are three things you've got to give and they all begin with E. So the first E is experience. So everybody has experience in something. When you're first thinking about this, I don't want you to think, yeah, but who would find that experience useful? Because you're not trying to connect the dots straight away. I just want you to think, what are all the career and potentially life experiences that you've accumulated? So if I was just to take five minutes and think about what are all the experiences I have accumulated? I have moved around different industries. I've moved around different organizations. I've been a manager. I've launched a side project. I have started 
buy two businesses one that is mine one with the one that was virgin I work with a co-founder like these are all experiences I have had and to somebody who wants to do something that I have done my experience will be invaluable and I don't necessarily need to join the dots straight away but what I do need to know is that that experience is valuable to somebody Equally, there will be certain expertise that you have got. And sometimes that can be a system. Like, you know, a very specific system internally that somebody maybe new to your business has got absolutely no idea. It could be acronyms. Like maybe if you've worked in a company for a while and you know, like the internal glossary, then that's really useful expertise for somebody who's like, they're speaking a completely different language in this company. And so can I think, share one of yours, Helen, yeah, with everyone listening on, on. That, that is the most random bit of expertise that Helen has but she is such a giver and it's so helpful. Helen is weirdly good at search, <laughs> at searching for things. That sounds like surely everyone is good at using Google. Will you say that until you have seen Helen in action? And the other week I was doing an interview with a journalist and I had seen someone post something on LinkedIn and I didn't know their name. I knew what company they had worked in and I knew I wasn't connected to them and I had small memories of bits of this story that this person had shared and Helen found that post. I mean, it was incredible to watch. And that, I mean, it's a small example, but it is honestly something Helen can give. If you ever, if you're trying to get connect the dots and you've got a bit stuck and you, you just go, I know it's there, I just cannot find it. I just go, I will try really hard for myself. And then I go, I've tried really hard, Helen. Please help me. <laughs> the human search engine. Do you know what that particular example? You are. It really annoyed me that that took about five minutes for me to do because I like, I like, I think there's something in me that likes to do it fast. Well, you wouldn't like... hang up. The, you wouldn't move on, and you wouldn't hang up the phone because I was on the phone to you, and you were like, "You sure you can't remember anything else?" And I was like, "I really I think can't." The words, Sarah was like, "I know the name of the company," and this person mentioned her dad in the post, and so I was like, "Yeah, she did." <laughs> I was like searching. I mean, I saw some random stuff, but we eventually found. We eventually found it. We did. You, you did. No, we did. We did. <laughs> Uh, so experience is the first one expertise is the second the third one because even if you're like a bit of self-doubt is creeping in you're like but I've only recently started like in employment I haven't got these things energy 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 so yeah, first of all we all have time you might not think it but you do have 168 hours in your week like we all do and you can choose where you want to spend that time so I could let's say Sarah wanted to start a project off I could choose to give Sarah some of my energy some of my time and say I've got a couple of hours on a Friday I'd love to help let me know what I could do or it might be passion like someone that you know might be starting something or involved in a project for example that you've got a particular passion for you can contribute that energy like oh this is something I'm excited about too like let me know how I can get involved and those three E's are a really good start point, particularly if you a confidence gremlin might get in the way of you thinking about what you've got to give. But I would say the really important thing is once you've done a bit of a, almost like a mind map of the, the three E's, I'd say then once you've got all that information, what you want to do is, is spot what other people are doing and think about how you can join the dots. So that's what they're working on. These are my three E's, my energy, my experience, my expertise. How can I join the dots? Because what you don't want to assume is that other people will be automatically aware of your three E's, you know, the fact that you've got that passion or the fact that you've got that knowledge and therefore they will ask. So you don't want to just sit back and be like, well, of course Sarah knows that I've done that I'm great at search and she's just going to ask me for it. You kind of want to say, oh, you seem to be struggling. One of the things that I'm weirdly good at is finding stuff out. Do you want me to have a go? And it's that, I think, the spotting that they need it and joining the dots with what you've got to give that makes the biggest difference. And I would say on this one, this of anything that we are going to talk about today 
like transformed my approach to people helping people, networking, having a giving mindset. Because once I figured out the thing I got to give was my, it was actually my energy, passion and time. And for ideas. Development. You're so good at ideas. You've got you're brilliant at yeah, giving that. Yeah, 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 probably true. I don't, <laughs> but I don't think I was, now I'd say that I don't think at the time I said that. I think I, I thought, oh, but I do really care about this career development stuff that I'd started to get really interested in and I hadn't got experience in it and I hadn't got expertise but what I could then do because that's not enough by itself I can't go oh I'm just I'm interested in it and I'm prepared to give my time and energy I had to do that connecting the dots that you've just described and so all I connected the dots with was there's probably a group of people across companies a bit like the one I'm in who are prepared to do a bit of career development sort of in their own time if I can bring people to them, as in if I can get some speakers, if I can come up with some tools, that's probably the ideas bit. If I can come up with some tools and some ideas that might be useful, I can imagine a group of people a bit like me, that would be helpful for them. And then I could start talking about it to people. I could talk to their managers. I could talk to their organizations. I could talk to them and just say, I'm just trying out this new idea I've got. Literally on a Monday night, with sort of a group of us are getting together to do a bit of career development. Got some amazing speakers there's me along the way I've got some ideas I'm going to share and that's genuinely that meant that I could give in a way that felt so natural and normal to me and also I think I was so like and so enthusiastic about and it felt really nice and it unlocked so much for me in terms of my squiggly career and building relationships just in a way that belonged to me as a introvert who gets nervous meeting new people so idea for action three is how to share what you've got to give so you've done some of that figuring out, which I think is is sort of the tough bit, maybe sometimes like I'd want to give, like what is it I'm going to give? And hopefully you've done a bit of that connecting the dots. How do you then be really explicit about sharing it? Because sometimes we do feel a bit uncomfortable, maybe about talking about some of these things. So three ways you can do this. The first one is position as practice. So when you are talking to managers, mentors, having informal conversations, practice sharing that thing you want to give. So this might sound something like, I'm looking for more opportunities to practice my career coaching. Have you got any suggestions about how I can make that happen? Or it could be, I'm looking for more opportunities to practice my career coaching. Have you got any suggestions about who that might be useful for? So maybe there's a how question, maybe there's a who question. And that's exactly how I did the started off in career development. I was literally talking to people and saying, like, I need some people to practice on. You know, like I was going, like, help me. Essentially, I wasn't. It's an interesting one because I think I had figured out what I got to give, but really, I needed people to help me because no one knew that that was my thing because it wasn't my thing at that time, and I needed to get some people in that room. So I was like, who do you think might be interested in spending their spare time doing career development? Are you interested in that? Or they might say, oh well, maybe I'm not. Oh, but my sister is. Or my friend over here at work is really into career development. I bet they'd be really interested. So it was almost positioning, actually, my, like, I know what I've got to give. Can you help me to give it? That's essentially what you're asking for. You're asking for help to do the giving. So position as practice. I think that really helps to get you started. Second one, proactively prototype. So put together some ideas, some suggestions. Somebody did this, actually, for me really recently. They had listened to our squiggly career series where we'd done the books over the summer where we'd both read books on similar topics and talked about them so a slightly different format and she just emailed me partly with a little bit of feedback but then just with loads of ideas basically I think you should repeat the format how about doing it in this way suggestions for books and topics and themes 
And so what she was doing there was proactively prototyping. I've got some ideas and I'm going to give them to someone who might find them useful. And she'd done it in a way that felt really meaningful. And I would guess what she's got to give, again, she doesn't work in career development, would be partly she'd taken the time. So back to energy, she'd taken the time to even do that. She got some knowledge because some of it was really good specific recommendations. So there was some knowledge there. She was like, I can share my knowledge and probably her curiosity. And I was like, oh, that's just such a brilliant example. And you know, when you think, it's funny, you can remember that person's name. I can remember the email. I can remember the tone of the email, the style of the email, because it stands out. People don't do this as often as you might imagine. And then the last thing to do, if you're, I don't know, maybe one of these feels brave. Certainly for me, it would feel brave. One of them feels a bit more like something I actually might do, which is to put an offer out openly. So you do see this now on LinkedIn, where people will say, I'm really interested in doing more work on climate change. Can I help anyone? Who would be prepared to chat to me? So you can just do the kind of very explicit offer out and see like who would benefit from that thing you've got to give. I can never quite imagine myself doing that. If well, I'm honest, Bruce I think did it's, that, uh... didn't he? Like on that particular point, yeah. So uh, Bruce Daisley. Uh, I think well, that's what I was thinking yeah, of with that example. Yeah, because when he left, um, so he sort of left Twitter, and he was really passionate about climate change, amongst other things. And it kind of said, "I'm just going to go spend some time helping people who are doing stuff in this space, and I'm just going to kind of put that offer out there. It's really powerful." I think I would still find that too scary. Maybe I'll know I've really made it when I'm brave enough to do that. But actually, I was reading something interesting recently about going, if it doesn't feel like you, then that's okay too. So I was like, maybe I've decided that doesn't feel like me. you don't have to take out a newspaper advert, do you? And say, I can help with career development. You could just go on like a WhatsApp chat of whoever your communities are that you're part of and say... Like I've, I've got some time for whatever reason. I'd love to help anybody that needs to. I've got a couple of coaching sessions. Like I'm obviously our framing is career development, but it could be maybe if your skills are in web design or accounting, you could offer that up. And it doesn't have to be out on LinkedIn or like completely out to everybody. It could just be a generous offer. You sort of put that offer out openly, but within maybe a slightly more closed group. And also I think really important to remember here, we're not looking for, there's no sort of quantity benchmark that you should have in mind. You could be giving to one person in a really meaningful way and that absolutely matters. And when I've been reading lots of examples and kind of case studies, often it is that. It could be one-to-many and we're going to talk about some examples of that, but it can be one-to-one. So you don't judge your giving ability by how many people you give to. I think judge by, do you feel like you're giving in a way that feels motivating and that you're getting that sense of satisfaction from as well? So idea of action four is how to give as a group or even how to give within a group. And I love this one and we call it the career karma circle. And I get to do this sometimes when we do our, our, our virtual sessions with people. And the way that it works is you've got to think before you do this. And so I would take like five minutes. Let's say you're in a team meeting and you take five minutes to write down three things that you've got to give and you can use the energy, expertise and experience one as a bit of a prompt for that. And then three things that you want to gain. And I would say, be specific about the gain so say three things you'd like to gain to support your career development in the next 12 months like get specific about like maybe the time frame so it's not really 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 big and just take like five minutes so that you get that insight down and then what you do in your career karma circle is everybody shares 
the thing that they've got to give and the things that they want to gain. And it has two really big benefits. The first is that you just get more confident talking about it. Because to the point earlier about people don't really know what you've got to give unless you start talking about what it is. They can't guess the things that you know and that you're passionate about. And so it just gives you a little bit more confidence in hopefully what feels like quite a safe environment. And that's a really big benefit. But the other thing that I love is that you often find give gain matches. So I might say to Sarah, oh, one of the things that I've got to give is that I'm, I don't know, really good at process maps. I'm not, but let's just imagine that was it. And Sarah might say, oh, one of the things that I would like to gain is some support with organisation because I come up with loads of ideas and I'm not really sure how to structure it or create a process where it goes from idea to action. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, hang on, Helen's got this thing she wants to give and it's actually matching with the thing that Sarah wants to gain. That could be a really positive thing for us to connect on. And it, it just creates that confidence and the conversation around this giving point, which I think feels really beneficial for teams and you can do it quite regularly because if you said what's the thing I want to gain over the next three months is a conversation that you could come back to as a team much more frequently and what I really like about when I've seen that uh, activity in action is there's also no expectation of immediate reciprocity so yes you might get a give gain match but that doesn't mean that both people are giving to each other it just means that Helen's got something to give and I go oh I'd, I'd really love to gain that oh but maybe I give to person B or person C over here and that's someone completely different and so I I like the fact that you sort of go where you're needed and and without then thinking oh I must also do something in return and it's just it's a really positive thing to do and I am definitely part of some career karma circles where I see that every time someone puts on that whatsapp group i'm a bit stuck about dot 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 or has anyone got any ideas and you know there's there's a question or um or maybe just a concern or someone's having a really tough time i saw it on one whatsapp group that i'm on this week where someone was really struggling in a really difficult situation and just watching that whatsapp group first of all just sort of empathize really offer support you know be very kind of present for that person i was like that's I mean, I was just sort of watching it in awe in terms of going, like, what a career karma circle to be part of, you know, to feel like you can go there and in a very kind of trusted way, ask for some support. And people were giving very different things. Some people were giving, I have been in that situation, let me help, which is the experience one. I've had that experience, let me help you. Some people were going, do you just want someone to listen? You know, back to that sounds really difficult. Can I help by just listening? Some people were going, here's some very practical things that you can go away and read that could be useful. So I was like, oh this person was just gaining really helpful things in loads of different ways from different people. And it's so nice to watch. I was like, I mean, I wasn't even being helpful. And I was like, oh, I think I was even getting the helpers high from just observing it, which is definitely <laughs> cheating. And so idea for action five is a bit of borrowed brilliance from Adam Grant. And if you've not watched his TED talk on give and take and how kind of givers get more, I would recommend it. And he does talk about this idea of the five minute favor. Essentially, if you can do something for someone in under five minutes, like just do it essentially like why wouldn't then you? I yeah kind of why why wouldn't you and actually I, I know why you wouldn't because people you forget about it that's why you wouldn't that's definitely happened to me you're really busy other things feel more important but every time I do a five minute favor I feel really good you feel like that kind of sense of I've done a small thing I hope might help you're never quite sure which is also why you should definitely go back to that person if it does help and Again, whenever I talk about this in workshops or sometimes with communities, people are really keen to do this, but they're like, like what? 
Well, give me some examples of these five minute favors. So a few that could be helpful. And if you've got other examples there, please get in touch and let us know. So introductions, the kind of classic, I think that's a classic five minute favor is how I would describe that one. If you can introduce two people together, try and do it in a meaningful way while you're connecting those people up. But that email can just take five minutes. Another idea share a useful link to a book, to a podcast, to a talk. If you see something and you think that would be helpful for this person, send it to them, explain why you think it might be good. You can write a recommendation for someone on LinkedIn. doesn't usually take you very long. You could do an email or a voice note with encouragement or support. This has happened to me, as in people have given this to me, particularly probably in the last couple of years. And it has been really, really appreciated. So if you're ever thinking, oh, they probably don't need it. Or like, they know they're great. We don't always know that we're great. And it is always helpful to be reminded, particularly if you're having a tough time or if it just feels like things are not going very well. So if you can, you know, if you are someone who knows someone well enough to leave a voice note on WhatsApp, or if you can send someone, someone sent me actually two weeks ago, someone we know really well, sent me a very thoughtful thank you card, which I will always keep might have taken her slightly more than five minutes because she did write a little bit on it but you still go it's a very kind of short thing that she didn't have to do that I wasn't expecting but it was very very meaningful for me and it also made me realize oh that pretty small favor I did for her made a really big difference one I've done randomly recently I don't think you would do this one but that's the point isn't it about personalizing what you've got to give I was at an event and there were various people that I knew that were speaking on the stage at this event and so what I tried to get was like the best picture of them on stage because you know when someone's been a speaker they're obviously speaking at an event probably because they believe in whatever they're speaking about but they also probably want to build their profile but probably no one's taking a photo of them and they might want to take a picture and share it on LinkedIn and say oh you know, I was really delighted that I was part of this event so I spent like every time someone that I knew was on the stage I like took a photo of them the best picture I could get like the most flattering one because it's so hard to get a good picture of someone when they're speaking <laughs> there have been enough bad screenshots yeah. of me and Sarah and then I messaged it to them that night on LinkedIn and was like you know I thought this was really good I love this quote that you said here's a picture if it helps and I did it for about four or five people that I knew and I think it's just a it could be a presentation at work that happened to be an event I was at but I think this it, these are like just small things that can help people that they might not think of that I think it and almost like the more surprising is like a surprise surprising thank you note or a surprising mm. photo that's helpful those are the sort of I think really stand out five minute favors that make a really big difference there's a brilliant uh, woman called Zara who we work with now at LinkedIn and we know Zara really well now because over time we've ended up working with her because you know we've been in a LinkedIn TV ad and who knew <laughs> that was ever going to happen but do you know one of the things I really remember about Zara is we met when I was sort of in the very early days of running some career development stuff, very kind of outside of my day job. And she would always turn up a little bit early and she'd always put out the chairs for me. And you know that point about letting your ego go? You know, she got more important things to do than put chairs out, but she was sort of almost like quietly and very unreservedly, she was just there to help me. And I didn't know Zara at that time. It's quite a long time ago. I didn't know her, but she was just, she saw and she spotted that I was by myself running that program. I got no help. I got speakers to look after. I got a hundred people turning up to that room. Probably didn't look super organized at the same time. And she was probably (laughs) thinking, do you know what? I can just help Sarah almost by just physically being here. And then what she was brilliant at, she just used to just take initiative. So she would organize the chairs. She would come up to me and say, can I go and let your speaker in? You know, she'd just do really, really small things. She almost, What she was brilliant at, actually, was lots of five-minute favours. And you know when you're like, those small five-minute favours then add up, they're sort of worth their weight in gold. 
And it's funny, isn't it? You're like, oh, it's no surprise that Zara and I ended up staying really connected. And crikey, like she has given so much to me and to us and to Amazing If over the past couple of years. So actually I'm thinking, you know, like, did I, have I ever, what, what, what have I given back? Minute, okay. Maybe maybe some career development stuff along the way. I'm, I, I hope anyway. an amazing recommendation on LinkedIn tonight. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's why, I, I mean, she works for LinkedIn. So you're like, do you just automatically get those? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but she definitely deserves one. So if she does, I think she sometimes listens to the podcast. So if she's listening and she wants me to, I absolutely will do that five minute favour because I, I do feel a little bit like I owe her about 50 of them. Okay, we'll start with, start with one after tonight. There you go, <laughs> one at a time. So just a really quick summary then of those five actions all to help you create a bit of career karma to support you with your development. So the first one was about those career karma questions. Second idea for action was figuring out what you've got to give. The third one was sharing proactively what you've got to give. The fourth one was all about how you give as a group. And the fifth one was about a five minute favour. And we will summarise all of those ideas for action on the pod sheet which you can download from the show notes if you listen on apple i don't know where it goes on other places to be honest but just come to our website if you can't find it that is amazingif.com and go to the podcast page click on the podcast that you want to listen to and then you'll find the pod sheets for all the episodes there so thank you all so much for listening we always really appreciate you taking some of your week to listen to us and hopefully learn from us as well if there are topics you'd like us to cover get in touch we're helen and sarah at squigglycareers.com you can connect with us on linkedin or get in touch and message us on instagram but that's everything for this week and we'll speak to you again soon bye for now bye everyone planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.